At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Happy Wednesday. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Before I even get into this, I just have to say there was a point when I was prepping the show that I accidentally typed in lakes instead of Lakers, and I spent a good amount of time just looking at beautiful pictures of lakes so that I didn't have to read about the tragedy that is the Los Angeles Lakers this season. Terrible. I also am just coming back from Las Vegas. One day trip. I flew in not even one day, not even 24 hours. I flew in Monday night and I came back Tuesday night, went out to Circa in Las Vegas by Fremont street, of course, owned by Derek Stevens. If you don't know, uh, who is incredible, does a lot of work with VEASAN as well, built a studio for VEASAN inside Circa. If you've never been to Circa, you absolutely have to check it out. It's what the world's largest sports book. The screens are incredible. The environment's insane. It's built from the ground up, so everything's brand new. This sounds like an ad for Circa, but it really is that cool. Uh, and, of course, there's stadium swim as well, if you like to stand out in the heat as well while you're sweating out some games. Nothing like sweat in a pool, you know? That's probably not the most ringing endorsement, but that's how you know it's not an ad, all right? I'm keeping it real. Uh, those pools give me pause. That said, uh, I was at Circa working on a project, a uh, sports betting project, um, with some other great women in the sports betting industry, so that was really exciting to get to meet some of my Twitter friends in real life, um, and hopefully I'll get to meet you know those of you who listen to my podcast at some point as well. I really appreciate you guys jumping in. And so, of course, we're at this really unique part of the season where... College basketball, March Madness has wrapped up. The NBA is coming down to the final few games here. We're figuring out who's in the playoffs, who is not, who's in the play, and who's not. Spoiler alert, the Lakers are out, uh, in case I didn't already make that clear with the opening here. 
And then baseball opening day is happening for a lot of these teams. The Angels are starting on Thursday, the Dodgers on Friday. So on Friday's pod, we will have a guest on to preview that. I believe Mr. Adam Burke from VEASAN, lovely, lovely Adam Burke, who we used to have a lot during the NFL season, but is a very busy man. You may see him constantly writing things for VEASAN. Um, definitely check that out there, his work. But we're going to have him on hopefully on Thursday. We haven't locked down a time for that yet, but I'm, I'm optimistic that Mr. Burke will be able to make some time for us. And also... Uh, El Trafico. Now, I know some people have asked me to talk about MLS betting on this show, and it's been difficult for me because it's not a sport that I know well, that I watch, I was going to say often, but at all, if I'm being fully transparent. And that's just because it wasn't a sport for me growing up. I, I played a lot of sports. We were a big basketball family, but soccer was not it for me. That said, uh, really, really impressive to watch these games when I do get a chance to. And so, of course, I have to have somebody on to come talk about that. We're going to bring on Nick Hennion, who we've not had on the show yet, but who I met when I first started working at VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, the sports betting network. And Nick was a production assistant there, I believe, and just incredible, just all around incredible, helped out with everything. Uh, producer also on some shows. And then moved on, I believe, to work with NBC covering some soccer betting. And then now, I believe, works at the Action Network is his newest gig. So we'll have him on to cover El Trafico. I'm very excited to hear his takes on it. I promise I will do my homework so that we can talk about it at least at a, at a semi-intelligent level. Uh, so I'm very excited to do that. We actually had that scheduled for last Thursday, but he informed me that they moved El Trafico, which I was like, why did they do that? Oh, because the final four men's games are on Saturday. If that's the reason, then great reason, because you don't want to have to compete with those things. That said, lots to look forward to. We're in this great transition period. I didn't really know how I wanted to approach today's show. I've been feeling like they've also been a little bit stagnant. So I wanted to mix it up a little bit because I was finding myself feeling bored with my own podcast. And if I'm bored, you guys must be dying. So instead, I wanted to do something fun today. Uh, so today's show is going to be a hot or not list because we're in the city of angels, you know, LA. This is where Joan Rivers loves to or once upon a time loved to criticize people's outfits. Uh, I won't be doing outfits today, but we will be doing a hot or not list. What's hot? What's not? LA knows it, if not better than any other city in the country. Uh, and I'll try to pretend like I know it as it pertains to Los Angeles sports today. Before we dive in, Kansas, North Carolina, men's basketball championship. So I also was on a show, gosh, man, I'm trying to remember what happened in March because I feel like I blinked in it. Does everybody else feel this way, by the way? And when I ask these questions, I'm, of course, hoping that you listen and answer on Twitter. But and I know and Robert Carnell, by the way, who I know listens all the time, I really appreciate uh, always reaches out and, and responds to my pod. So I know that he's listening and I'm like, is this thing on? Is somebody listening here? Uh, so it's great to have that feedback whenever you guys want to interact. But does anybody else feel like March just blinks? And it feels like that every year for me because I work in sports and especially I mean, I used to work for the NFL Network and. We would work so, so hard leading up to the Super Bowl this year. It was a week later. That messed me up a little bit, too. And then conference tournaments in March. Also, I emcee UCLA basketball games, men's, some of the women's, but all of the men's. Uh, so that was going on up until the end of February tournaments. And I don't know why I'm telling you how busy I was because these are all incredible things I get to do. I'm so excited, so grateful, love what I get to do. But it it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I even remember going on a Yahoo Sportsbook show with Minty Betts, who's in, who's really, I really respect, love her work, invited me on to talk about conference tournaments, but not the Pac-12. I think we talked ACC and SEC, and I gave out a winning pick for the ACC. Unfortunately, I did bet it, so that was nice. But 
having to prepare for that when I have not been covering those teams, have not been watching those. I've been watching the Pac-12, right? Uh, was very, very hard to, to try to get up to speed and be able to make intelligent bets there. But that just goes to show you that you can do it. It, it can be done. And hopefully I can do the legwork for you on a lot of these things. That said, I blinked. March is gone. April 5th is here. March Madness is over. And one of the shows I worked on was for Cox um, Networks, Your View, if you're in one of the Your View markets. If you're listening to this uh, and you're in Los Angeles, and maybe not, but they do have a market in San Diego. Las Vegas is a big one for them as well and all over the country. One of the shows they do is called Dance to the Dome. Uh, everything I'm talking about today sounds like an ad, but sorry. Uh, they do a show called Dance to the Dome this year is what it was called. I believe last year it was called something entirely different. But this year, Dance to the Dome. And we did this weekly show, and it was really difficult, actually, because it was a show that they shot, and then it aired all week leading up to the games. But I had to turn around a handicap pretty much essentially right after the games were over that was going to play throughout the week that made sense still that said i'm bringing this up because i'm patting myself on the back because we all need to do that i think you should actually pause the podcast here and just say one thing that you're really proud of yourself for doing today and that can be getting yourself a cup of coffee that's self-care but okay did you pause okay press play again so I gave out a lot of bets on this show i tried to give out about two i think we talked about two games per week and i ended up going eight and two i believe if i remember correctly on the bets that i gave out on that show i didn't bet every single one that i gave out but i gave a lean or i gave i gave some action to get in on um so eight and two pretty good and one of the first ones was lost in the first round that was like a four and 13 pick it was probably south dakota state jackrabbits uh but yeah went pretty good and the other one that did not cash was in this championship game i gave out kansas minus two as an option uh, in the first half first half kansas minus two you're like where was minus two um, that did not cash. I thought it looked good in the first couple minutes. And then you all saw what happened maybe. And if you didn't, the Tar Heels tore away and were up by the second half, uh, to the point where you could literally get Kansas plus seven and a half. You could get them two to one on the money line. Um, this is a lot of lead up by the way, into what's going to be the rest of the show, the hot and not list, but we're here. So let's just roll with it. Uh, Kansas minus two and the first half gave it out, did not cash. But I also said that. The Tar Heels were shooting so hot. You guys were here. You were, you know, you were in class. You saw the, you saw the material. Uh, that Tar Heels plus four and a half definitely get the best number you could get. So four and a half being the best instead of four on the Tar Heels. That did cash, luckily in some ways. But hey, a win's a win. Uh, and instead, you guys know I live bet this because I, I, I live bet because it makes me feel alive. Okay, just let me, let me groove. I got Kansas plus five. You could get them up to seven and a half or eight at one point. I was actually mad when I got them at five because then it went up to seven and a half and I thought this is getting away from me and I did not get the best number, but it was chill and I enjoyed the rest of the game in the second half. And this is a really simple thing that I think my brother of all people was the first person to point out to me with sports betting. Again, very simple, but also said to me by other handicappers when I was learning uh, in my first year at Visa and still learning. Still, we're all here, right? We're all learning. But my brother just said, yeah, the better teams are going to tend to win, right? Very simple, very straightforward, very duh, obvious. But if you're new to sports betting uh, and you are not necessarily new to watching these games or these teams, Kansas was the better equipped team here. It didn't look like that the whole game. And this strategy probably stands more true when it comes to NBA, I would say. Definitely, right? The more talented team is usually going to come away with the win, even if they fall behind. That's why I love to live bet. 
Uh, and that's what happened in this situation. I was nervous. I'm betting on college kids, not as reliable as NBA players. But this game was full of potential NBA players. So that made me feel a little bit better. South Carolina, of course, won the women's game on Sunday. UConn didn't come close to covering. So very nice of the men, very chivalrous here to come in and give me my money back and then some. Uh, I also gave out Kansas Moneyline, but I, I don't know any people who lay minus 200, minus 180 personally in my life. I probably do know them, but, you know, I'm not nosy like that. And, um, yeah, I said Kansas is going to win that game, and they did. And I just think, like, what an incredible prediction that was. Just kidding. In L.A., college basketball news. UCLA basketball will play in the 2023 Maui Invitational. I have been to this before because my family, instead of celebrating Thanksgiving, goes to these tournaments wherever Gonzaga is playing. I know you think UCLA. But no, in case you missed it, in case you're new, my dad was a grad assistant coach at Gonzaga getting his master's back in yay day around the time that John Stockton, a little-known guard out of Spokane, Washington, was playing. So we grew up watching Gonzaga and by trade of John, we were watching the Utah Jazz as well in my house. We don't watch them as much now, so it was definitely linked to that. But that said, dad is a huge Gonzaga guy, huge Gonzaga fan. So our family on Thanksgiving, we go where the Zags are playing whenever possible, including one time when I was at UCLA and I had to cheer. There was games going on. I don't know. It was, it was November what? So football was wrapping up or almost wrapping up and basketball was starting. I just remember I was dead tired and Gonzaga was playing in Florida and it was Thanksgiving and I remember flying across the country, time changed, and I was there for like three days. It was a mess, but you do it. You do it for the team. That said, UCLA, Maui Invitational. Oh, this is beautiful. I remember going to this, this Maui Invitational just in the last four or five years here. Who knows? We've lost track of time with COVID. Gonzaga will be here, Kansas, Marquette, Purdue, Syracuse, Tennessee, and of course the host, Chaminade, which I like. I always forget that they are in Maui or in Hawaii, I guess. I'm not sure how you would say that. Kansas, in case you missed it moments ago, just won the NCAA championship Monday night, and Gonzaga has made, what, the last seven Sweet 16s plus two title games and has been ranked number one in the AP poll at one, what, point in at least five of the last six seasons, they've been number one. So... Uh, lots of great teams in this, so that's exciting to see UCLA in that. Actually, the last time the UCLA played in this event was in 2019. It was their first year under coach Mick Cronin. UCLA lost to both Michigan State and BYU in that year. Again, first year under Mick Cronin. Uh, they lost by double digits that week. They only beat Chaminade, which is the Division II team. And I remember this, and I remember being very let down, but we have come so far. It's a look how far we've come moment. Again, take a moment, pause, think about how far you've come today. You're doing great. Back in 2006, also the Bruins won this championship. This little nugget, by the way, shout out to Sam Conan from Sports Illustrated. He highlighted this in his article uh, that in 2006, the Bruins won this championship in Maui. They beat Georgia Tech in the finals. Darren Collison, remember that name? He won MVP of the event. He led UCLA to the final four that uh, NCAA tournament season and also in the following two years. So... It can all start here. UCLA baseball, by the way, too. We never talk about college baseball in here, but we should because UCLA's baseball team, coached by head coach John Savage, incredible. Uh, just an incredible baseball program that churns out talent year over year. And the kind of level of consistent talent and production by this team is, is actually very, very impressive. They have won six in a row and nine of their last ten. Um, and I'm like telling you this as I can give you their odds because we're going to do that before we start the hot or not list. Uh, their odds are not even up on BetRivers right now, so I did not mess up. But last time I checked, they were in the you know top 10 teams of 
as far as the odds were concerned. So definitely check that out because the Bruins, they are hot. They are part of the hot list. Uh, today, hot or not list, uh, we were already well into the show, but we are getting to the list finally. I'd like to just, you know, make you guys stick around for it. In that list, we'll talk about uh, the Lakers, who lost to the Suns. They're out of playoffs definitively, but a fork in them. And the Clippers host the Suns on Wednesday. Angels and Dodgers also played each other in a, a series this week, Sunday, Monday, I believe, and Tuesday, something like that. That's That can't be right. Regardless, the Dodgers won 5-0 to zero on the final game. We'll talk about all of it. But first things first, Los Angeles Lines, Bet River Sportsbook. We are almost... <laughs> 15 minutes into the show and we're getting to it i told you guys i was going to mix it up today i hope you're enjoying it clippers 20 uh excuse me 20 to 1 to win the west not anymore that can't be updated uh clippers man have we not been talking about this team all season about how they're just a couple hurt players coming back from being really really in contention here 22 to 1 to win the western conference and then their odds to win the NBA championship at 50 to 1 right now. Like I said, they are in action versus the Suns on Wednesday. Thursday, the Lakers are uh, back in action, but who, well, like, do we care? Like, we'll try. We'll try to care about that. MLB action, the Dodgers, it's nice to have this back in, but it is a total mind shift, by the way, for me, at least statistically, to be looking at baseball stats. First of all, just a mind crunch because there are so many of them and which ones are important. We'll get into that at some point, but switching just from watching basketball and the pace of it even maybe is just what it is, but it's very jarring. It reminds me of when I was growing up and my brother played baseball and basketball primarily, pretty much predominantly. And he was a pretty good lefty pitcher. Actually. Uh, I'm really mad at him actually for not continuing his baseball career because I feel like I could have had like a really rich MLB brother and I feel like that's on him. So that's just unresolved. That said, uh, he used to switch from basketball to baseball season. And he just, I remember him saying the reason he quit baseball was he just hated that switch. Cause the first couple weeks of baseball after basketball season was so slow. I don't know if anybody can relate to this. I know a lot of multi-sport athletes out there, Patrick Mahomes, shout out. And I was like, yeah, when did you, and he's like, that switch is what made me quit. And it was hard because then once baseball kind of got going and he was doing the most things on the field, right? You're hitting, you're pitching. I think he played first base as well. Uh, right field, maybe left field. I don't know. Uh, definitely first base and pitching. That said, that switch was, was just what killed him. So this switch into MLB time now, I'm very grateful it's here. I'm glad we finally have it, but it is an adjustment. Uh, so bear with me as we dive into this. The Dodgers minus 250 to win the NL West plus 225 to win the National League, and then plus 475 to win the World Series. I cannot believe how short these odds are. Contrast here, uh, the Anaheim, the LA Angels, if you will, are actually in action on Thursday, and there is a money line already up for this game. Not a run line, but money line, minus 118 versus the Astros on opening day, which is Thursday for the Angels, and the Astros are plus 102. I've done no research on this game, but... I know that the Astros are a very good baseball team and you're getting plus money on them. It seems like a coin flip. Go with the other side. I don't know. Or do your own research. Uh, four to one to win the AL West are the Angels, which is right. They're four to one to win their division. And the Dodgers are plus 475 to win the World Series. That's the discrepancy in talent we're talking about here. And then the Angels, 17 to one to win the AL and 30 to one to win the World Series. Not quite long enough to get me interested. 
As for the NHL, the Ducks lost bad to the Oilers on Sunday. We know that, 6-1. to one. On Wednesday, they're in action. Flames at the Ducks. I love Flame Duck. That's just such a fun thing. Ducks plus 1.5 is minus 114. Flames minus 1.5 is minus 105. Ducks money line plus 225. Flames minus 275. And the total sitting at 6 for this game. The Kings, meanwhile... They're not back in action until Thursday. Oilers at the Kings. They lost to the Flames 3-2 on Monday. Second in the Pacific Division still, though. And they are 13-1 to win the Western Conference. 27-1 to win the Stanley Cup. We need uh, Andy McNeil to come back on this show and talk about some hockey. You can find all these odds and more at Bet River Sportsbook. Now let's uh, finally, without further ado, drumroll, please. Do it in your cars or wherever you're at, but please keep your hands on the steering wheel. Hot or not list. This is so LA. It's like, I just need to be having like some, like an acai bowl and like an avocado toast while I'm doing this. An oat milk latte. And you know what? You know what I've been seeing all over TikTok? Matcha oat milk lattes. Yeah. I got to keep you guys up to date on what's going on in LA. So first on the hot or not list, we're going to go hot. And the hot is baseball is back baby freeway series dodgers angels they played three times this week the dodgers won five to zero on tuesday the angels won the other two i'm assuming this baseball is uh opening season is quite similar to how nfl preseason is not a lot of stock necessarily shaking out the cobwebs if you will but enough to get the juices flowing and like i said the angels are kicking off starting off on thursday uh mike trout shohei otani i mean mvp favorites here how fun is Shohei, right? Shohei Showtime here. Like, that's... The, how lucky that I get to cover these teams, man. I haven't even started talking about the Dodgers. How much do you love Mike Trout? How much do you love Shohei Otani? And it's tough because is there enough other names on this Angels roster to get this done? Their win total, 84 and a half, give or take, is what you can find out there. Over or under that is how you would bet it. They won 77 games last year, but keep in mind that Mike Trout missed most of that season, and that was a loss for all of us because he's so much fun to watch. So is Shohei. Uh, both these LA teams have such fun stars to watch, and I love how Mike Trout is just, and I don't, of course, actually mean this, just like seems like overlooked all the time. That sounds bad, but it's like we all just kind of like, oh yeah, best player in baseball, maybe, probably, yeah, okay, but like we're bored with him because he doesn't like do the limelight thing as much, and uh, I just... Shout out Mike Trout. So much fun to watch. Shohei, so much fun. And then let's talk about the Dodgers. So Angels, 84 and a half is the win total. I have to dive into this a little bit more, but I'd be interested at looking at an over at this. And I don't know if you follow this podcast frequently. I would assume so if you're here. Thank you. And if you're not, then welcome. But I don't often bet futures. I don't like to tie my money up. I don't have a ton of it. Okay. I'm a millennial. Let's go. Give me results quickly. <laughs> And uh, it's worked out so far. Okay, the live betting has worked out. But I do want to start venturing into some some win totals because I do think it would be really fun at the end of the season or whenever these cash. Uh, so I do need to get a little involved here, I think. I'd love to find some on the WNBA. Man, how many people had like how many minutes into this podcast before she mentions the WNBA? Because we're at about 21. Uh, I'm really excited, guys. It starts actually, I think, exactly one month from now, if, if you're listening on Wednesday, April 6th, I believe we open on May 6th for WNBA. So very excited. Uh, win totals would be great for that. And there's not that many games. So I feel like you could really lock that number in. It's probably can't find those. That said, Dodgers 98 and a half wins is the number. This is what, six higher than the next closest team? 
It's six wins higher than any other team in baseball. It's not, I mean, anyways, and it's not even, I don't even think, is. I think it's lower than last year. Last year it was like 105 wins or something, wasn't it crazy? It was something over 100. I remember talking about this and being mind boggled. But 98 and a half, you can find out there. The Dodgers didn't even win their division last season. Remember the Giants did. The, the Dodgers finished with 106 wins and the Giants are like, we're going to have one more. And that is how crazy this division is. And also, I'm from the Bay Area. So, you know. I, I actually, it's interesting. Because technically, growing up, I should have been an A's fan. I remember going to A's games, like field trips. Uh, but, you know, kids. Like, I didn't like the, I didn't like those colors. But I also didn't like orange growing up. I didn't like green and yellow together. What are we doing? Um, but, yeah. I, no. No, not so much for me. But when I did start to kind of get back involved is Brandon Crawford joined the Giants. He went to Foothill High School, which is where I went to high school in Pleasanton, California. And his sister was actually uh, a little bit younger than me, cheered with me at Foothill. And just a great family. The Crawfords are real great. And also he married a Bruin. He went to UCLA. One of his sisters went to UCLA. All good. Actually, two of his sisters went to UCLA. The Crawfords are big on UCLA and Foothill. I like them. He plays for the Giants. Love it. Hometown team for him. So that's when I started cheering for the Giants. And I say that, like, I guess when they're not playing the Dodgers. Because, you know, LA's my adopted home here. The Dodgers, uh, not even winning their division is hilarious. In even the pandemic short in 2020 season, people forget. The Dodgers won 43 of 60 regular season games. Which people were quick to point out was 116 win pace over a 162 game season. But... We know that that's not how MLB seasons play out necessarily. There's almost sections of them, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, they're winning, they're winning. And then a team kind of dips or then like the trade deadline comes and changes are made. So 162 game season, just because that was the pace for it, that's not necessarily how it would have played out, but it just gives you an idea of how, how incredible they were that season. That's why I just say, and we all say, the Dodgers are the team that are just the rich team that keeps getting on, uh, keeps getting richer. Uh 2019, Dodgers won 106 games. Uh, they also 106 last year, didn't win the division. So just over this win total, right? Like this is, you know what? This is what I'm going to bet because how fun. I never bet overs too. I never bet futures. So this is bound to be doomed. But over 98 and a half wins sounds exciting to me for the Dodgers. And baseball is back. That is on the hot list. Uh, also the Dodgers adding Freddie Freeman and Craig Kimball. They also, what, have Trey Turner, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts. This is, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely on the hot list. Let's move on to the not list. Uh, well, we're going to go back and forth. But next up on Hot or Not, this is a not. Lakers are officially out of the playoffs slash play-in. They played without LeBron for a second straight game because of a sprained ankle. We know LeBron. He's played many a game with a sprained ankle, so... Let's just call this a spade a spade, right? They've lost seven straight. Uh, and the embarrassing part is the Lakers have, what, five future Hall of Famers on this roster? LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, all belong in a retirement home. Just kidding. But this is an old team, and they're all going to be, what, potential Hall of Famers or definitely Hall of Famers? And you still can't find a way to make playoffs? People are talking about, is this the biggest letdown of any NBA team ever? Which is like, I mean... So it's a bit much, and I cannot say that I have extensive enough knowledge in the history of the NBA to comment on such a thing, but this is pretty big of a letdown, right? I'm quick to say and put an asterisk that injuries were just, they plagued this team, right? 
Uh, Davis was out for a lot. Russell Westbrook actually very healthy for this whole season, but not able to contribute in terms of the win-loss column for them as much, at least not in favor of the win so much. And LeBron James missed a lot of time too. Those big three actually combined to play just 21 games together. They're Tuesday. The Lakers went 11-0 and in those games. Or excuse me, 11-10. and Imagine if they went 11-0. Then we'd really be on to something here. No, they went 11-10, and which is, you know, it's a failed experiment. Let's move on. Sam Quinn from CBS tweeted this out. I thought this was pretty entertaining. Let's take a look at the teams that beat the Lakers for play-in spots. Uh, the Wolves, one playoff berth in 17 years. Shout out. Very solid. Clippers, no Kawhi all year. Only 29 games from Paul George. Shout the freak out. That's not in the tweet. That's me. Like, we've been hyping the Clippers since December. And by we, I mean myself and at least JVT. The Pelicans, no Zion all year, started 1-12. Not an issue, still made it. Uh, and the Spurs were sellers at this year's trade deadline two months ago. We remember how that went for the Lakers as well, but what are you supposed to do with a giant contract like the one they gave to Russell Westbrook, which is also on the not list, by the way. Uh, trading all your defensive players, spending big money on Russell Westbrook when you could have had DeMar DeRozan, possibly. More on that in a moment. That's also on the not list. Uh, man. By the way, the Lakers are expected to part ways with Frank Vogel, their head coach, which is, come on, obviously all his fault. <laughs> this, I mean, get him out of here. Why, can, we, can we get rid of him faster? Can we save the season? No, it's too late. It's done. Put a fork in them. They are on the not list. Also on my not list, talking smack. I'm looking at you, magic. Uh, I talked about spending money on Russell Westbrook when you could have had DeMar DeRozan. Magic Johnson, in case you missed it, doing a little tour right now. Uh, he appeared on ESPN's Get Up on Monday. He said DeRozan wanted to play for the Lakers and that he got a call from DeRozan's agent and that he called the Lakers and said, hey, he wants to come, you know, he wants to come home, and that DeRozan could have been a Laker instead of a Bull. But then Russell Westbrook and LeBron started talking and they were like, let's go to Westbrook, and he became a Laker instead of DeRozan. And obviously we saw what DeRozan did the season and we saw what Russell Westbrook did. So yeah, hindsight being 2020, but also... From the jump, and I know we say this whenever anybody maybe moves to a new team or a lot of players switch, but Russell Westbrook, not necessarily a good fit for that team, especially given like who they let go in the offseason as well, right? Uh, style, all of it. Basketball Network reported this uh, in response to this, and I thought this was really, really cheeky and great, and not just cheeky, but very factual and straightforward. Uh, so definitely check out this full article if you'd like to from Basketball Network. But they said, basically disproved what Magic was saying, saying, no, the Lakers could not have had DeRozan, Buddy Heald, and Alex Caruso, because that is what Magic alluded to. Uh, he was saying the Lakers could have had all of them, you know, DeRozan and Buddy Heald, while retaining Caruso and KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Oh, man, miss him. Uh, but they're saying basically the reason why that can't happen is if they had required DeRozan in a sign-in trade, they would have been hard-capped. There's a salary cap in the NBA. Spoiler alert. Uh, which meant they couldn't sign Caruso or even use his bird rights. This led me down, by the way, a rabbit hole. Bird hole? Rabbit hole. Bird, bird hole. No, birds don't have holes. Regardless, this led me down a hole uh, to read about bird rights because I'd heard about them. I feel like I knew them in concept, but not enough to explain them. And I think you don't really understand something well enough if you can't re-explain it to somebody in simple terms. So I went down a whole rabbit hole. But basically this came back. 
I'm going to go on a tangent here, so feel free to fast forward about a minute. Uh, but the bird rights came from, uh, you know, they're also called the Larry Bird exception. They came into existence around the 1980s. Full bird rights. A team gets a player's full bird rights if they spend three consecutive years with the team without leaving in free agency. Doesn't have to be a three-year contract. It can be two years plus one or one year plus two, whatever. Early bird rights uh, are when a team gets a player's uh, early bird rights if they spend two years with the team without leaving in free agency. And then non-bird rights is if they spend one year, right? Um, what that basically means is they're allowed, teams are allowed to pay players up to a certain percent of their previous salary in order to re-sign him, which helps with consistency in the league, um, which a lot of people are big fans of. Uh, so for example, non-bird rights, they can play up to 120%. So if they're paying them something like 10 million, they can play them up 12 million, you know, inflation and stuff. I'd like a $2 million raise as well, but you know, probably don't deserve that. Uh, also as far as trades and transfer of bird rights go, I thought this was really interesting. Um, if a player has been with a team for three complete years and he gets traded, his new team acquires those bird rights. But if a player has been on a team for two years, signs for a third, they automatically inherit a no trade clause on that third season because it gives them the right to have to approve a trade, right? Because if they're just traded, they could lose their full bird rights that they were about to have. So I like it. I like the bird rights. Also, Magic, more disapproval here from uh, this Basketball Network article. If the Lakers traded for DeRozan in a sign-and-trade, they wouldn't have the salary cap room to also acquire Buddy Heald. The only salary filler was Kyle Kuzma, who would have gone to the Spurs if DeRozan had tra uh, the DeRozan trade had pushed through. Um, and that just would have... Basically, getting De DeMar DeRozan would have kind of restricted their roster construction moves they could have done because they would have been hard-capped. Um... So this was all a really good explanation of that because I think we just see things sometimes in the media and I like reading as many sources as possible about something happening for this exact reason. Uh, basically, the Lakers could have had DeRozan, who apparently like was willing to take a pay cut, by the way. Uh, and they could have kept Contavious Caldwell-Pope, but they wouldn't have been able to have Buddy healed as well. There's lots of scenarios here, but not the one that Magic was talking about. So talking smack is on the not list. Finally on the hot list... The Clippers beat the Pelicans Sunday, 119 to 100. It's the team they will probably face in the play-in. Avika Zubak. Mm. Mm. Chef's kiss. Uh, love betting his rebounds props uh, a couple times throughout the season. Again, not a huge props better, but when I, when I get a moment to. And I'm excited to do it during playoffs because now that we are cutting down to some less teams, that's very helpful to me and also we know what the stakes are every game as opposed to right now it's a little iffy some people aren't playing for anything at this point their position's pretty locked in but Zubak 77.8% from the field and 14 rebounds in that win over the Pelicans on Sunday the Clippers are hot they're on the hot list right now they've won and covered three of their last four this is so weird too because all season if you listen to my podcast you would think I'm this huge Clippers fan but I'm just a fan of like good basketball and the Clippers have been playing better basketball than the Lakers and that is obvious. Now the Clippers host the Suns Wednesday Eve. The Suns are coming off a commanding win over the Lakers but surprisingly not a cover. Those double digit spreads will get you so go Lakers. I don't know uh, but the Suns haven't covered four straight games. Again big spreads there. This game on Wednesday tips off at 7 p.m. Pacific time. The Suns have clinched first place in the Western Conference and home court advantage until the NBA Finals, and the result in this game is basically meaningless to them. Uh, as for the Clippers, similar. They clinched a play-in berth. Even if they lose the remaining three games, they're going to enter the postseason as the number eight seed. So, nothing to be done. Uh, 
They've met three times this season. Phoenix leads the series two to one, but the Clippers covered two of those three games. The Suns were better uh, in seven of the previous 10 half to half, but we can look at this. The Clippers have the 23rd offense in the NBA. They're scoring 107.9 points per game. That again is a cumulative stat, not necessarily representative of how they've looked recently, which their offense has had a huge boost since the return of Paul George. Uh, their defense, you know, a top 10 defense at least. There was a time in the U season we were talking about them as just a top five, and now more like top 10. We'd like to see that tighten up. The Suns are fourth offense in the NBA, scoring 115 points per game. Their defense is ninth in the league. This is a great team. It's going to be the team that comes out of the West probably. No motive to win for either side here. Uh, the Clippers are at home. They have good momentum heading towards those crucial playing games. They won their last two. The Suns lost their last two. I lean Clippers here, but the, nobody nobody stands to win or benefit from this necessarily as far as playoffs are concerned. It's not a play for me. There's plenty of action coming up, guys. The total's gone under in six of the last eight games between the Suns and Clippers, so do with that what you will. And also, uh, the previous three games have all gone under for these teams. I don't know if the Clippers' defense is up to that challenge, but who's playing in this game? Are the Suns even going to start their starters? I don't know. Before we go, uh, that does wrap up the hot not list, by the way. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see that as a regular segment, if you enjoyed this, then let me know on Twitter. If you have other segment ideas, tweet them at me. would love to hear them. Uh, but finally, before we go, let's end on a positive note. Kawhi's back shooting, not game speed, keep in mind, the media reports, uh, but he is getting back to three-point range. He was doing jab step threes, shooting jumpers off one and two dribbles. So all looking very, very enticing. Wouldn't it be so funny? Wouldn't it just be so kawaii to be like, get past the play-in and perhaps I'll join you. Ugh. Anyways, Norman Powell uh, also practiced without limitations on Tuesday. Love to see that. Former Bruin, Norman Powell. Also San Diego native, uh, born and raised. So love to see him thrive. Ty Lue said he hopes he'll be able to return before the plan. Get excited. Thank you so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. You guys are all, of course, on the hot list for listening to this show. New shows Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'll be back for more LA action on Friday. We have great guests. It's been a minute since we have guests, and that is a result of March. I told you, everybody was slammed. But here we are, Nick Hennion, as I mentioned at the top of the show from Action Network, formerly VSIN, also NBC Sports Edge, I believe. Uh... He will be here on Friday's show to talk about Saturday's El Trafico game, also known as the Los Angeles Derby, soccer rivalry between the two MLS uh, teams based in LA, uh, the LA Galaxy and LAFC. So that's going on on Saturday. And also Adam Burke, cross your fingers, uh, to preview the Dodgers and the Angels season. So lots to look forward to. Come on back to the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up.